everyone. Welcome to another episode of the She Ventures Now podcast. I am your host, Gayon Nicole, and I'm also the founder of SheVenturesNow.com, where I encourage millennial women to make quantum leaps in personal change. That change could mean a major career pivot. That could mean leveling up in your love life if you're a single woman. And it could also mean starting a business from scratch, which brings me to today's episode. In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Maxon Victor, longtime friend, as far as middle school, we go that far back. And he's going to be sharing his insights and lessons learned um, sort of behind the scenes of starting a business over the last two years and where he got his start and things that he's learned along the way. So tune in and enjoy. Thanks so much for joining me on the She Ventures Now podcast. Thank you for having me, Gayon. I'm really excited because it's been a long time coming. I feel like um, both of us are sort of emerging entrepreneurs and you more so than I am, but I really would love for you to introduce yourself so people can know why I invited you on the show, who you are and what you offer and what you do. Sure. Uh, my name is Max on Victor. I'm also known as the maestro of inspiration. Um, and that just means I am. Do this all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you can't hear me. Let me put the headphones on. Yeah, put some, put some headphones on, man. I didn't know. You're like, all right. <laughs> all right. There we go. You just need a microphone, Maxon. I'm su- I'm surprised you don't have one. I, I do actually. Uh, is this better? No, that's what I'm saying. You need a microphone. Dang. All right. Oh, yeah. I do have a microphone. Let me see here. All right. Let me press pause. All right. All right. So we just had a little short technical break, but that's fine. All right, Maxon. Why don't you go ahead and uh, restart and just kind of. S- Introduce yourself and let everyone know how we know each other, but also what it is you're up to, what's been buzzing around in your world, and let everyone know. All right, first and foremost, hey, Gayon. Hey, Maxon. Uh, my name is Maxon Victor. I am the maestro of inspiration and crowd conductor. Basically, I am a motivational speaker and event host. So what I do, aside from just hosting and speaking, I'm a facilitator and presenter. I've worked in after school programming for a very long time. And so oftentimes I come in and do special projects with youth, as well as I work with adults at conventions and conferences and I do trainings and things of that nature. Great, <laughs> great, great, great. How long have you been doing this, Maxon? I've been doing this for, for many years, in fact. So just a little bit about myself. I have been working as a director or a manager for programs uh, for many years in the Boys and Girls Club. I've been a senior prodigy manager and as well I've also been an executive director for a group home and I've worked as a manager for other arts programs over the years. And so while I've been doing that, I've been hosting and speaking at many different environments and different engagements. Well, what I was doing on the side is now prime time. And at my last nice. uh, my last environment, I said, you know what? I'm going to check out of that environment and I'm going to aggressively pursue 
what I'm very passionate about, which is speaking and hosting. And something that kind of started while I was still working uh, for a company. I love it. I love it. So, all right. So let's jump right into the juicy stuff, which is your journey and your story, right? Lay it all out. Cause you started telling us some, some bits and pieces. Um, tell, tell us some of the things that was going on in your mind that let you know what exactly you wanted to do, what market there was and how you knew, how, like how you made it work. Right. So you said that you started doing um, this venture of being a host while you were working at that other job. Right. But how did you know that's what you were going to do? Because a lot of okay. times, you know, there's a lot of ideas people have. I'm sure you've started other things before. What were they? How did you turn? A, how did you turn your shift or tell us about that? Ooh, all right. Let me be quick with the story. I'm going to be quick with the story. <laughs> all right. So basically, uh, I've been living in Tampa, Florida, for about 15 years. When I first came to Tampa, I was a freshman in college at the University of South Florida. And basically, I lived with my brothers. And when I was living with my brothers, we decided to do music entertainment. And so while doing music entertainment, yeah, while doing music entertainment, we were always on stage, always performing. But somebody told me a long time ago, in fact, in high school, they said, Maxon, you've got the gift of gab. <laughs> and I remember that being communicated to me by a substitute teacher but not just a substitute teacher, but it was also communicated in so many different ways from other adults. So when I got to University of South Florida, I did music entertainment with my brother and performed all the time. I actually got involved on campus radio. So I did a radio show for two years and I always found myself engaging people and communicating to large groups. Yeah. Long story short, my experience in entertainment, my experience with the radio on campus, and then I got involved on campus on a whole other level. I became student body president. Uh, it constantly meant me speaking to large crowds. Either I was in an auditorium, I was on the radio, whatever you want to call it. I was always speaking to people. And I am a communication major, so that was something right up my alley. And long story short, from there, over those years in undergrad, the speaker just blossomed and grew, but I also had this sense of showmanship. So where I was a great speaker, I was still an entertainer because we were doing entertainment what's showmanship um, just for the, those of us who are kind of like what that's a great question what's showmanship. The so now you can you can be on stage and you can speak and this is maxon's definition of showmanship just like you are able to speak you are able to entertain yeah and when you're when you're conscious of that the opportunity to entertain kind of takes you so when i am engaging an audience I never limit myself just to speaking to them. I make a connection and truthfully, and I, and I have no shame in it, I seek to entertain. And so when you think about showmanship, you think about all the things that pretty much razzle and dazzle or things that strike and, and sustain interest with your audience. And so I've kind of mastered that over the years. Uh, I, I do things in very unique ways that I think everyone enjoys. That's cool. I like that. I like that. It's, it's sort of what separates um, maybe arguably um, now, I don't want to cause controversy, but I think what separates somebody who in our generation is probably the great, one of the greatest singers of our time, Beyonce from like Mariah Carey. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They're, I mean. I want you to be careful, Gail. I want you to be very careful. I don't want you to insult the Mariah Carey fans. because I, I I'm a Mariah Carey fan, though. Here's the thing. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm also yeah. pre-Mimi. I'm a pre-Mimi Mariah Carey fan. Okay, right. so, so here's the thing. So, so here's how I'm going to process what you're saying. You know Beyonce 
is, is going to outdance her dancers, she <laughs> the whole industry. You know, but Mariah should hit you with a few steps. Not just a two-step, a few steps, but she's not breaking a sweat off a dance routine. You, you're no, not I feel like you're being very lenient to, I feel like you're being very lenient to Mar Mariah Carey. I don't think anybody comes to a show to see Mariah Carey dance, period. Of course, of course. None of that is even on the table, right? So you know when you go to Beyonce, you're going to see this level of showmanship that's through the roof. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. what, you, what you brought out was a distinction that people in the entertainment business do very well. And they, and they see that. It's not just you have a natural raw gift. It's you got a gift and you got a little sauce on it too. You know what All I mean? Right. So here we go. Let's test the waters, a sample. Gayon, I do this for you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live, I present to you Miss Gayon Bramwell. That's a basic introduction, right? That's that's it. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Put some sauce on it. Ladies and gentlemen, who you've been waiting for, but you didn't even know it. She's entertaining, she's exciting. I love her to death, and you're gonna love her too. Let's give it up, make some noise for Gayon Bramwell. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. You know, people don't know you, but I've opened the doors for them to receive you. And so I yes. know as a host, that's something that I do at a great quality. And I use those same qualities when I speak. So. Yes. And I think that comes very natural to you. I have to say, I mean, I echo everything that you've, you've said already because I remember you from high school and you were always such a great showman slash crowd conductor, facilitator, speaker. So I even think, I think I pushed you to do like more orator competitions and stuff like that. So. That's yeah, yeah, you did because I remember I did an oratorical competition in, in high school and I won city and district and I came in third in state and that's when I kind of learned too so going back in time a little bit more because Gayon you've known me for a very long time <laughs> you don't know Gayon has known me since middle school and yeah. we went to high school together Shallow side Gayon you lived in Shallow side okay okay that's right no 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 you live in deep side you throw me off you live in deep side <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter in fact I don't think you live really in deep side you live on the outside bottom line <laughs> bottom line <laughs> Um, when I was in high school, those were some of the, the tidbits that exposed me. And I did oratorical competitions. You're absolutely right. And so I remember, I remember, this is, this is kind of big for me. I remember being asked by the University of South Florida to host Kevin Hart. And oh, so wow. It was like, you want me to do what? And so the year had to be 2009 or 2010. I can't quite remember. And here it is. Kevin Hart's coming to town. It's this annual big roundup event. Long story short, Max, I'm gonna want you to host. And I remember all my friends say, you hosting who? I said, yeah, I'm hosting Kevin Hart. Now in my mind, I thought my responsibility was just to introduce the next performance, the next act. But Gayon, I don't know what took over me because I didn't even think myself to be entertaining enough, but I enjoyed it. The audience loved it. In fact, I never considered myself a comedian, but because I adapted to my environment, what was going on, I was like, oh, you're Maxon. You're that comedian. I'm like, no, I was just the host. Have you thought about that, Maxon? I know we're kind of veering off on tangents, uh, but it's just, it's just the so, way you are. So I know my manager's going to watch this. And I remember I, I got a phone call uh, maybe about last year. Somebody wanted me to come and do some comedy at their event. She said, Maxon, is that what we're doing? I said, it could be. So needless <laughs> to say, if you check out my website, uh, maxonvictor.com, the first word to describe me is comically. So down the road, you might see some routines, but for right now, you're going to get a host that's going to entertain and probably make you laugh. Um, I think you, I mean, I think that that wouldn't be a hard pivot to make. I mean, it would make no sense for you to not to. Now I'm not your manager. 
but I'm going to just go on record and say the person that continues to boost Max on to do this thing and do it well. Here's why. Here's why I say that. Uh-huh. If you're already hosting, you already have that skill set, that's fine. Comedy might take a little bit more work and it, and it requires, you know, a lot more critical thinking, but a lot, a lot of practice. And I have found, especially just, you know, just uh, throwing it out there, sort of, sort of like a cultural observation. Uh-huh. Comedians are hosting major events. Yes, they are. It goes head to head. Yeah. Oscars, you know, SBs, Emmys, Grammys. It's the comedians that are hosting it. So hold on. No, before now, now let's let's give some credit to some entertainers who are not comedians. I've seen Drake host something. I've seen Diddy host something once once upon a time. But at the end of the day, yeah. But but I mean, okay, right. I hear you. I hear you. But I'm not gonna lie. When they put entertainers who are not naturally comedians up to host things, there's always a more dry, contrived feeling to it. Not bashing anybody. Can't be ashy. We do know this. I mean, it just is contrived. I mean, I even saw one entertainer do it. She was lovely, but I could tell that like the jokes are contrived. They're pushy. It's just somebody wrote it for you to write. You know what I mean? So, so here's something. I'm not saying comedians can't be dry either, but I feel like they they push the envelope. They give them. They give it their all. That's the thing that they do. You know. So yeah. So here's the thing about that. So one thing that I will say that's kind of helped me become an effective host and communicator. I did take some theater. Uh, classes when I was in college. It took about maybe three or four because, you know, I really enjoyed it. The thing is, when you know you're good at something, do your best to become great at it. Like, I love to connect with people and hosting is just one way to do it. And so I found myself subconsciously developing that. And it was to the point where I was taking theater and voice classes because once again, I said, I'm doing entertainment with my brothers. We're doing music. I'm constantly in front of people. And so it gave me this just this greater level of showmanship. So one thing that I do value is the years that I spent improving my craft, even when I didn't know that I would go so hard and, and kind of leave this career. But one thing that I can say, Gayan, is that I always had this sense of I'm supposed to be in front of the microphone. I'm supposed to be in front of the microphone. Not to be arrogant, not to be cocky or anything of that nature, but to say, hey, Maxon, you have a God-given gift and talent. You've got to use it to really bless others, you know? Yeah, I like that. I do it as a business. I can't deny that because that's the other thing too. And I need folks to understand this. You have to understand that this is a business. You have to value yourself. You have to, because I've been in many situations where I've, and that's, that's exactly why I had to get a manager. You know how hard it is to tell someone who's known you for half your life that I have to charge you? But I'm charging because I'm being demanded like every week or every other weekend or, or three times a month. And when I do the math, there's gas, there's dry cleaning, there's electricity. You got to eat, man. We understand. You got it. I got to eat. I got to eat. And now that I'm trying to make a profession out of it, or better yet, I am making a profession out of you it. Are. No, for I, sure. have to, I have to now have a buffer through management and we're making it happen. I'm doing speaking engagements where it's conventions, it's youth retreats, it's um, I'm doing workshops after school at the Center for Girls, um, and I'm doing all these different things that I really love uh, and I enjoy. Everything from creating music with children to speaking and training adults from other countries to uh, 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 you name it, literally birthdays. Listen, I, this is very, this is, I, I mean this. I've done baby showers, weddings. I love doing weddings. 
And I even told somebody, I told somebody, and check this out, because I have a dear friend who's about to have a baby, all right? She said, Maxon, just to let you know, the baby's coming in a couple of days. I said, oh, do you want me to be the hype man when the baby comes? She said, are you serious? I said, if you want me to be the hype man, when this baby enters the world, I will be your hype man when this baby arrives. I know it sounds crazy, but that's how passionate I am about what I do. So needless to say, uh, I am the maestro of inspiration. I will inspire you to go ahead and pop that little peanut out the bag. I love it. I love it. I love it. So since you, since the inception of your business and the registration of your business, how many years have you been doing this as a business? As a business? Yeah. Now, the Maestro of Inspiration has been around for um, a year and a half now. I've been developing it. We, we decided, my manager and I, let's, let's identify who you are, Maxon. You're the Maestro of Inspiration and Crowd Conductor. So for a little over a year, we've been building that brand. As far as me hosting and speaking and getting paid for it, oh, it's been going on for, for uh, I would say, maybe seven years. That's but great. when I left, when I left my last employer, and I'll never forget it, people asked me, well, what are you going to do now, Max, son? I said, whatever I do, it has to feel right. It has to be right. But because I started and I planted this seed well over a year ago, I said, it's time for me to give full energy and, and just push it. When I was doing music entertainment with my brothers and we were producing music and, and things were progressive, I said, guys, we don't do this for, rec for recreation. We do this because our objective is to make it full-time occupation. And with that same drive and ambition, I'm putting into this. Because one thing that's undoubted is that people value what I do and it's time for me to make that connection and, and just build a business. Yeah. yeah. I like Boom. it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So let's go into a different direction because I think you've got a lot to offer um, a lot of people, especially when you're passionate and you're willing to, to share that journey. The whole, I mean, the whole, uh, I guess, role of my podcast is to sort of be a behind the music for entrepreneurs. You remember VH1 behind the music? I remember. Um, that I remember. For sort of the startup um, entrepreneurs to kind of tell, because I mean, a lot of what we do, if you think about it as entrepreneurs, yeah, we've got to market our best foot forward. Ain't nobody going to buy your product when you're yeah. talking to them about how much you're messing up. That's not, that's not going to work. Absolutely but right. this podcast, what I want to do is allow for space for you to feel comfortable to talk about, you know, where are the moments that you blundered, that you messed up, that taught you how to be the excellent Maxon that you are right now. And so Man. what would you say would be some of your best failure moments or just lessons learned? Best Failure moments. Hmm. So, best failure moments. I would have to say there was an event that I hosted. Maybe, uh, I, I remember exactly, exactly what it was. I was hosting a Caribbean conference. I was hosting a Caribbean conference uh, uh, annual gala. Was and it so for I, nurses? I think you told me about it. It wasn't for nurses. It wasn't for nurses. It, it was, and, and listen, I can say this because they, they love me to death. I've been very involved with the, the organization. I'll never forget the Caribbean Community Association, the annual fundraising gala. And what I did was I spoke about the elections. This is at a time where, um, where um, Obama was running for office for the first time. So uh, Senator McCain, correct? Senator McCain was running against Obama. And I can never forget this. I'm in a room with a whole bunch of Caribbeanites. Gayon, they were chocolate people, okay? I, I know this sounds cliche, and, and forgive me for everyone out there, but my mistake for thinking everyone of the chocolate hue was going to support 
Barack Obama. The, the minister prayed over the entire event and he made reference that history is about to be made. And I'm thinking, all right, perfect, you know. So I tried to slide in a joke, um, you know, about Obama being elected and a diss to Senator McCain. Long story short, I had no idea there were so many supportive uh, uh, Republicans in the room. Even then, I thought we were all Obama. My ignorance, somebody from an island that you might relate to said, don't think that just because we're black, we vote for Obama. You shouldn't say those things. I was like, hmm, okay. When I looked around and I observed who shared this Caribbean Nights sentiments, ooh, I learned to be very careful when it came to politics and hosting. So I had to kind of get a feel for my environment. That was crash course. I learned to become a lot more careful I've had other blunders. I've had did other they, blunders. Did they pay you? <laughs> uh, mm, I think they did. Reason to some saltiness, but I think they did. <laughs> you didn't get paid, man. Oh, man. I, I can't remember. It was so many years ago. Listen, if I don't remember, it's because of that, okay? That just trumped the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I got you. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a that's a really good lesson learned. I mean, obviously, especially when you're starting to do what you do professionally, you realize you can't just go off the cuff, right? And it, and I think it's it's powerful too. You see this with comedians that they say a joke, it's off color, it's just it's not received well. Doesn't mean it's a bad joke, but it's not received well. So you have to really know your audience. You have to really know your target market. You got to you have to know your. I'm clients. always off the cuff. I need you to know this, Dan. Like I'm always off the cuff, but I will say this. And you know what? I'm gonna have to write a book one day called The Art of Hosting. I do this thing where I look to connect with people as soon as possible. I call them energy sources. When I'm hosting, I look for my energy pockets, meaning there's people who in the audience give me good energy. I start with them. I know no matter what's going on, I come back to my good energy pockets. And so when I leave my energy pockets, I kind of comb the room. I kind of literally quickly assess, I make these like assessments while I'm hosting to get a feel. And I come in light, I come in light, and I see what opens them up. I observe and I identify why we're here in the first place. I know what we all have in common. And once I can just kind of, unla- it's called the onion layer theory. We're peeling back. We're peeling back. We're peeling back. But I've got my energy pockets just in case I mess up. If my energy pocket's not smiling, my number one goal is to get my energy pocket back on the up and up. <laughs> Somebody who's feeding me good energy goes sour, do whatever I can to get them smiling again. And sure enough, everyone else nice nice i like the, the i like owning your own philosophy too i like that that's really cool were there any other failure moments that really kind of helped you become uh you know flourish as a businessman in the hosting arena yes um the the major failures i would say actually it came in a whole nother arena and and, and, and i don't consider it a, a major failure i it helped me identify which direction i wanted to go and so, like I said, I had an entertainment company and, and I was doing it, uh, the business with my brothers, but we were working and creating music that was um, ratchet, um, which is a term that I think this generation knows very well. Mm-hmm. And so that's not who I am and how I carry myself. You know, I yeah. don't do drugs, I, you know, but we were entangled in the entertainment industry and know some things that weren't cut right. And so even though business was progressive, 
I felt like there were things about this business that I did not want to be associated with my character anymore. And so I've made it, I've made a very conscious decision as to how I go about my hosting and how it represents me, you know, where and how I do things, you know, I'm very conscious and I try to be very careful and I try to make sure if I'm in somewhere that's, if I'm in an environment, a situation that's untraditional, I still, I still preserve my brand and my identity, you know? Nice. Yeah. And so that's, that's in, in a nutshell, bad or better yet, an experience where I've had to learn from business that was in the wrong direction. Gotcha. It grew me and it grew me, but it was in a direction that I knew was going to be my demise versus my benefit in the long run. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, man, that's good. That's th- those are some good lessons. And Learn when to let go. Yeah. Know when to let go. Know your words. People shortballing you like crazy. I love people, but it's hard for me to have those conversations. Yeah. Another lesson learned. Another lesson learned. I was hosting an event, and I realized something, something, something to this event was like, wow. I mean, literally, it was a great event. It was a wedding, in fact. And everything is just like, wow, immaculate. I mean, the wedding was awesome. And I did the wedding for free. Gayon, I remember because it, it, like it was yesterday. I did it for free for a friend. This is the last free wedding I did. It was beautiful. Wow. It was awesome. And he had, a, he had someone who was working in ones and twos that desperately, when I say ones and twos, a DJ who desperately needed help. And I told him, look, if you need me, I'll be there. And so the DJ said, where's my MC? Help me, please. Long story short, I go and I get on the microphone and I am drenched. I hosted my butt off. I put sweat and tears into this thing. My boy came to me afterwards and said, man, you saved my wedding. You saved my wedding. When I follow up, he tells me how much he spent on everything with DJ Yadadia. And he said, you know what? And he gave me, he gave me something. He didn't have to, but he gave me something. And he said, Maxon, I can understand if you never do this for free again, because you shouldn't. And that's when I knew I could never step on that microphone again and not allow it to be a fee for service because Maxon, you're selling yourself short. And it's not even the, the quantity of what I'm compensated. We have to validate, it's the principle. It's the principle. You know, if my manager says, Maxon, you're going to step in there and do this show for 50 bucks. I said, mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Huh. You know, if you say so, but I know she'd never say that, but I know that she, she came to terms and she worked things out and it's the principle of it. So never, never, ne- ne- never sell yourself short. Right, right, right. I like that. For sure. I think a lot of people need to hear that, especially when they're starting off. Cause I think when you start off, you're, you're looking at, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that play into our fear of putting up our value or what we're, yes. what we're commanding yes. our price. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think we, we need to be constantly reminded of the fact that your price doesn't need to reflect how much you actually need. It needs to reflect how much value you're giving to people and yes. that's what they need to see, you know? Ooh. Yes. Let's 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 keep it going. All right. Yeah. What would you say would be the one thing that makes or breaks a novice entrepreneur in your opinion? All right. Bottom line, giving up. At the end of the day, when you give up, meaning that when you choose to check out, see what I've learned is that you have 
What do you mean by give it up? I'm sorry. Give it up, meaning that you've explored this and someone told me a long time ago, your extremity is God's opportunity. If you have not pushed yourself to the extreme, because Gayon, when nothing is happening, something is happening. And you have to push yourself to the full extent. I am a strong believer that when I checked out of my last venture, I put blood, sweat, and tears. And I put so much blood, sweat, and tears into it that even when I stepped away from it, a few months down the road, somebody was calling me to do what I was passionate about because they knew when I was in the midst of what I went hard for, I went hard for it. And if all I had to do was just switch directions, I'd be still doing what I loved, but with a whole different drumbeat. And so people give up way too soon. If you haven't made sacrifices, That's good. why are you giving up? Have you really sacrificed? Have you lost sleep for it? Don't tell me this is what you want to do and you haven't lost something for it. Don't tell me that you're ready to give up and you haven't put a lot on the line. Maxon, you need to preach this message, man. You need to take these people to church. <clears throat> Listen now, I do conventions too now, you know. You know, I just came from the youth retreat. I, I talked to some young people. No, for sure. No, it's, it's so good to hear over and over again. You can't, you can't, man, it's, it's real. It's real. And I appreciate you just saying that. Let's, let's start our rapid fire questions real quick, because I definitely want to get your opinion on some stuff that are, uh, the whole point of the rapid fire questions is to give quick answers. And if we want, if it's a juicy answer, we'll, we'll unpack it. But for the most part, it's like, wham, bam, thank you, man. Move on to the next question. Yes, 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 All right. Yes. So first question is, in your opinion, if business operations and branding were in a boxing match, who mm. do you think would win? Man, uh, business operations and branding? Yeah. Oh, branding. Really? Go for it. Why? Oh, actually, I switch it. Business. Because okay. I know people who have this unbelievable grind when the product ain't even right. I mean, literally, <laughs> I'm serious. I, 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 I've witnessed... Like brands that I'm like, what is this brand? But because <laughs> their grind, their network, their push, I mean, you know, I've seen folks make it. Things, yeah, that I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. So the grind business operations, I think, has the leverage. All right. Number two, you've been given the task of writing the manual on entrepreneurship. What does page one say? Page one, if you're not serious, put this book down. Boom, like it with the attitude. So with yes. the accent. If you are not ready to, to lose, to gain, please step away. Thank you for spending money on this book. Thank you. <laughs> Number three, the cost of starting up your business has been? Who? Uh, let's say maybe, uh, let's say 3,000 maybe. Okay. Yeah. Number four, and I feel like for everybody that's giving their numbers, I'm sure there's like... <laughs> There's like a an adjusted rate of like at least three thousand is like yeah. not added on, so it's probably more than that. I think a lot of people are under underestimating how much it's cost. Yeah, they but are. It's, it, it costs a lot. Number four, great customer service is great customer service is making sure your customer leaves with a smile, even if they don't leave with what they came for, they leave with a smile. Nice, nice. Number five. Your personal philosophy on sales would be what? Oh, my personal philosophy on sales. Now, I used to work 
at the Sawgrass Malls back in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> uh, my personal philosophy on sales, oh man, convince your customer this is a product they can't be without. Nice. Number six, who's Maxon Victor's business mentor or, or mentors? Oh man, my business mentors. Um, my business mentors. I would have to say William Sanders with Universal Gospel Expressions. Uh, he's someone who's been putting on events for a very long time here in Tampa. Um, my business mentors, I would have to say who? Uh, Dr. Samuel Lamar Wright. Uh, in the passion of leaving legacy, he's taught me a lot, and I've witnessed him in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, man, uh, business mentors. Uh, my good fraternity brother, uh, his name is Elliot Charles. Uh, con- congratulations. He's an assistant that athletic director at Clemson University. He just got that. Uh, so congratulations to, to Elliot. Um, okay, cool. That's, yeah. that's, that's good. Three. Yeah, that's really good. Number seven, greatest success, your greatest success moment so far in this business venture? Greatest success moment. Uh, I think my greatest success moment has to be one of my first success moments when I became uh, the maestro of inspiration. And I was so excited. It was the first time I was contacted to host something outside of Florida. And I hosted the National Haitian American Nursing Association. uh, uh, Wait, Haitian American what? Haitian American Nursing Association, their convention in New York. I was so elated. I'm like, first of all, I've never been in New York. And so it was, it was just awesome. And I, and I, and I spoke to these nurses uh, who were Haitian and some weren't even Haitian all over the East coast and all throughout the uh, United States. And that was pretty exciting. And so I'm I'm looking for another opportunity to uh, hold something in another state because I know Atlanta's around the corner, but that's, that's cool. That's great. Cause Management's in Atlanta, but I'm looking forward to an opportunity to go like to the West Coast or or let's hope I go out of the country. My passport still works. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Here's my final question for you. And and then we will bookend our time together. So what I'm building with She Ventures now, and what I hope to do is become sort of an online life coaching resource uh, pool for millennial young professionals who mm-hmm. want to take quantum leaps in personal change. And w- the specialties of She Ventures now is really career change, starting a business and building wealth, right? But one of the things that I, I see in common for all of these kinds of change is lifestyle redesign. What would you say has been um, the main way you've had to redesign your lifestyle as you've started your business? Wow, that's, that's great. Um, the redesign of my lifestyle has been one that I've been conscious of the way I go about things. Long story short, yeah. I have always been mindful of relationships, but now it's called social capital. There is a value to every relationship, every relationship. And some people might say, okay, it's all about the money. No, it's not always about the money. The relationship precedes that dollar amount. And so when I started venturing my business, I wanted to make sure that the quality of my relationships improved. Mm-hmm. Somehow, even in the business world, I still had to be the, the comical, entertaining, uh, appealing maxon but still a healthy and a, and a very mindful business person. You know, right. it's possible. Yeah. 
And the thing is, and, 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 and I have to have management, but the reality of it is, I do that because I'm trying to be a good businessman. Absolutely. And so knowing how to maintain quality relationships at a different level has been the thing that's really changed and altered in my world now. Because guess what? Even if we don't work together, I want us to be in the same room and it's still love. And I make sure that whenever I go about my dealings, that's preserved. Even if we don't wind up doing business together, I make sure the whole process does not translate to negative energy, to insults, condescending. Because guess what? A day will come when you will need me and I want to be there for you. A day might come when I need you and I want you to be there for me. So treat people like the relationship actually matters. That's good. I appreciate you saying that because I think that's really key um, for a lot of us as entrepreneurs where, you know, our life is changing the more we invest in our business, whether we can acknowledge it or not. I think intuitively we know that there's a lot of personal change occurring, but I know for me, um, it's, the reason for this question is to really tease out for those of us who are listening, those of us who are wanting to take this journey seriously of entrepreneurship. Um, we still have to preserve things that are good for us. And those, those things include relationships with people. So I appreciate you pulling out the fact that like you have become more, if not excellent at, at being really attentive at your relationships. Cause some people, you know, or even in, in a lot of good ways. Sometimes some relationships have to go to the wayside, but we want to maintain having great relationships with people in general. So I appreciate you teasing that out. Maxon, thanks so much. You've been great. I think I just really appreciate you bearing with me and being patient with the interview and the tech um, and also just being vulnerable and sharing your life and your journey because I think a lot of people can relate to you but also can learn from you. So, Gayon, this is mustard. We're just, we're just catching up. So this is like nothing because of you and I, we go, we, we go back, Gayon. So I'm grateful that you gave me this opportunity because I'm, I'm proud of you. Keep doing your thing. Uh, continue taking over the world. You have my vote of confidence. <laughs> I appreciate you, homie. Bye, G. Love you. Hey, Maxim, before we go, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone where they can uh, get to know you more, get to know your services, or follow you for your updates and what you're doing. All right. Make sure you check me out. I am on Instagram, underscore MV Maestro. Same thing on Twitter. You can find me, Maxon Victor, on Facebook. Maestro of Inspiration. Check out my page. As well as look me up on YouTube, MV Maestro. Uh, for some of the videos that I'll be posting up, you'll get a chance to kind of hear some testimonials and see me in action. So uh, I'm here. I'm here. Follow me. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm sure people are going to be checking you out because I mean, I already know like when I get married, I want to, I want to hire you to be the MC because it's just, it's got to be on and popping. You know, if you're going to yes. celebrate, you got to get the best. So. Weddings, weddings are my number one request, Gayon. If Listen. So I should I put in my request now, even if I don't have somebody, like even if I don't have my date yet? Listen, if, if the groom ain't locked in, the minute he, the minute he comes to you and you know he's the one, just say, I have our reception host. It might scare him a little bit, but trust me, lock me in that early. All right. Well, it's done. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Cool, Maxon. Thanks again. Thank you, Gayon.
That's all for now, friends. If you'd like to get updates on new episodes, articles, products, and coaching services to help you make quantum leaps and personal change, sign up for our newsletter at sheventuresnow.com slash updates.